Hey renovators, I'm Denise Recker and welcome to the Renovating You podcast. Last week we introduced ourselves and what our podcast is all about and this week we are excited to dive into our first topic of soul wounds. We'll be discussing what does a wounded soul look like and how we will continue to live in a wounded space until we begin to heal. This will be one of two podcasts on the subject of the wounded soul. You can find us on iTunes as well as our website at renovatingyou.com. Again, you, not Y-O-U. Also on Facebook and Instagram. Most of our podcasts will drop on Thursdays and there could be an occasional surprise along the way as well. Today, myself, Beth and Bethany will be behind the mic. So get your cup of coffee or hot tea, which is my fave, and join us. Welcome to Renovating You, a podcast that we are so excited about. I guess this kind of calls maybe our first official episode. The first one is kind of an introduction. And uh, the topic for today, we're kind of going to kind of do topics, guys, as we go along here. And we're going to try and stay on topic because we can drift. Um, so hopefully we can... <laughs> re- no, <laughs> never. We're some drifters here. Um, we will Scroll. pull each other back to where we need to be because there's so much information we want to give you guys. It's so exciting. There's so much we can say. Um, we're going to say a lot of it, um, but we have time to do this. So today is going to be on understanding soul wounds. So as we were talking... I think one of the first things we want to ask ourselves is why a messed up Christian Mm -hmm. or if we don't know Jesus, why am I so messed up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why can't I get past this? Mm -hmm. So um, why do I find myself in the same cycles over and over again? What do you think, Beth? Why do you think we're there? um, Take your time, girl. (laughs) Why do I think we're there? Um, I think initially we're there because we, we don't know. And I think if I'm talking to a Christian audience right now, perhaps we've been told to pray more, fast more. Mm-hmm. Um, you've all already good things. all good yep. things again. Oh, mm-hmm. I do it all. Yep, all good things. Um, you know, get up earlier, stay to bed later. You know, again, all good things. Believe is missing is so many times we are dealing. Um, yes, with the spiritual component of our life. You know, we are. Mm-hmm. You know, our we have our we have a spirit uh, which is born again you know, right. knows Jesus. Um, something happens to me when I got out of here. I'm, I'm in glory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's that soul, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of Christians maybe come to the altar or come up for prayer and, and, and you want a quick fix. And so you leave Sunday or Wednesday or whenever churches and then you go back and, and it's changed, but, but it's not mm-hmm. because then the triggers come again and they come again. So um, for me, I mean, to answer that question, I, yeah. I do believe People maybe don't know. Maybe there's been a wrong um, way of going at it. Instead of dealing with their wounded soul, we, we just go, well, you know, I accepted Jesus at this age. That's behind the cross. You know, that's mm-hmm. like, I- I'm dealing with this now, but this other stuff is, you know, pre-Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we right. need to deal with, with that stuff. So that's why I think people stay in these ruts because there's work that needs to be done that's not getting mm-hmm. done. And Would we yeah. even maybe, and you can weigh on this, Bethany, would we even maybe even think that accepting Christ spills over into the soul and into the body, right? Yeah, the absolutely. Three different, the three different yeah. 
parts of us when the spirit is the spirit. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to love Jesus more if I weigh 50 pounds less or 50 pounds more. Right. Correct. My relationship with him is my relationship with him. I know I'm a child of his. Right. Right. And I think we maybe say that that really is that really is the part of the spirit when yeah. we are engaged with the spirit and we invite him into our life after he's called us. We like, yes, we, we are answering your answering your call. Right. Right. We know now that we are a believer right. and on our way to heaven. Right. Would we maybe say that that is the part of the spirit? Yeah. That it doesn't go into the other areas. Right. The difference is, is that we have the Holy Spirit living mm-hmm. inside us now who right. now can empower us exactly. in the other areas. Right. Exactly. Empower us, though, not come in and do it for and, us. Right. Change, yeah, exactly. And, and the soul is what all about feelings. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we go back and re- repeat it. And we have that cycles because what do most people do? They base how they, f- it's all about feelings, right? So I think for that to separate the two is very empowering and important mm-hmm. to know, okay, the soul and the spirit are different. And like you were saying, you know, when you're getting, when you got saved, mm-hmm. it's not going to spill over in both. There's both work to be done in, right. in both of them. Right. I don't do, I don't do push ups to accept Christ. Right. right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm working on my physical body. Yes. I need to take care of my body because the right. body is Absolutely. a temple. Right. right. I'm not going to so eat would Cheetos never, and right. expect me to have a six pack, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. If mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm struggling in um, parenting or whatever, I'm not going to say, you know what? I need to exercise more. If I just right. exercise more, it's all going to be good. Exactly. And I think that's, I mean, it sounds maybe kind of ludicrous, but I think that's how we view it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think if we can separate the pieces, mm-hmm. the parts Right. Yeah. And I think it 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 makes sense. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, I love the Lord. I want to serve him. I'm doing the Christian disciplines that I know that I know to be true. But underlying, there's something that keeps coming back that I'm not getting victory at. So yes. why isn't there victory in this area? And, mm-hmm. you know, why when, you know, Bethany, you're a mom with, you know, young kids and, you know, we were joking beforehand, you know, how come a two-year-old I can fly off the handle with? Now I know, right. you know, young right, moms, right. I've been there. Yeah. It's been a while, but oh, I've sure. been there. Yeah. And, but you know what, if, if there's, if there's that consistent, you know, oh, I get so angry when they do this or that, you know, and it's, and it's an unhealthy anger. It's an unhealthy frustration or an expectation. I think we need to step aside mm-hmm. and go, whoa, what's going on mm-hmm. here? Is it really the spilled milk mm-hmm. or the Cheerio smashed on the floor? No, probably right. not. No, it's, it's probably something underlying. It's probably belief here going on that mm-hmm. needs to be th- that root mm-hmm. that needs to be pulled up. So, um, yeah, definitely. So it's, would it's, we it's agree both. that I'm about to throw a game changer in here by giving the definition of soul wounds? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to read it right from, I want to, um, what is the name of his book? I'm going to give him a shout out because it was, it's an amazing book. The Danger of Soul Wounds and Its Cures, How Soul Wounds Hinder Our Ability to Prosper in Life. Uh, that is by Dr. John A. Tetzola. Uh, he happens to be one of the three presbyters at our church. By the way, we haven't mentioned, we go to Livingstone's Church mm-hmm. in Crown Point, uh, Indiana. So welcome to come check it out if you want to uh, come check out a good church. But so soul wounds. So this is going to be a game changer, mm-hmm. guys. Yes, it is. Is the combination of our mind, will, and emotions. These are the negative situations, molestations, negative circumstances, and pain that we experienced, wait for it, in our childhood. 
and past that affects our current state of being and our present walk with God and others. Mm -hmm. So I know I thought myself back in 2011 when I started this healing journey that I was just a messed up adult. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The cycles were adult cycles. That's all I focused on. Mm -hmm. I never gave thought to where did I learn the cycles? Mm -hmm. Where did they begin? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when we really realize, again, if we're going back to that foundation, that foundation was laid as kids. Mm -hmm. It was laid as kids. Mm -hmm. And we've been operating out of that foundation ever since. Mm -hmm. Correct? Correct. Correct. So let's go now to, we always want to support what we talk about here um, with scripture. So 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's almost like a mic drop right there. Oh, it's like it's going to explain exactly Uh why we are where we are, how long we've been there. It it just is. What do you guys think? Well, I don't know where I got this from. I always love to give credit to people that are way smarter than I am, (laughs) but I wrote this down and um, in regards to what you said Mm -hmm. about, you know, the direction of your mind and your soul. Mm -hmm. And it says the mind is the soil where the thoughts become the seeds that create our future. Mm -hmm. Any thought left unchallenged becomes a fact. Mm -hmm. If you never change your thoughts, it will be impossible to change your destiny in your life. For right thoughts to be established, your soul has to be healed. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's where the spirit in, in, in Christ comes in. You will always move in the direction of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few more on there. But I loved the one I read before, which is uh, for right thoughts to be established, your soul has to be healed. We cannot make, yeah. I mean, you know, you see, you know, if there's been multiple, um, whether it's a, a divorce or a, a jobs, or there's just so many things in our life that don't go as, as planned, you know, and, and sometimes it, it may be others' responsibilities and sometimes, you know, and it's we both. go in with high hopes, right? Exactly. Right. It's a new job. It's new a experience. new job, yeah. but it's, it's still us. You it's know what I mean? It, it's us. still yes. unhealed us. I'm not saying perfect us. No, yes. But coming in with, you know, wrong expectations and faulty beliefs. And, and if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to work on those areas and to partner with him when he asks us to, then we just take our you know, kind of stinky self, you know, <laughs> I mm-hmm. have to say that, mm-hmm. um, whether it's attitude or beliefs or perceptions right there with us to work, right there with us to home. And we wonder, well, it's, to the new it's a different job. Yeah, yeah. different relationship, mm-hmm. but pff, he's like everybody else, you know? Right. And, I, and going off like with your thoughts, I feel like a lot of Christians, me, myself, say, oh, I'm going to just take that thought captive. It's fine. I'm I'm good. But we're not dealing with it. Yes, that is biblical. Take every thought captive. But it's dealing with that thought. Exactly. Right. What are you speaking over the thought? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you're not just saying, exactly. yeah. So that's huge. So um, as we kind of talked about, the living room is where we come together to experience life and relationships. So if we're thinking about this, the mind, will, and emotions individually and collectively take place here. So parts of our soul, right, 
can crack off mm-hmm. and separate themselves from the main core of us. And that is the wounded parts of ourselves. Yeah. Right. Wounded parts of ourselves. So we're going to go into this into depth, but we just want to kind of just mention this. So maybe you can kind of be start thinking about it. The parts that get cracked off as a child are when there's five wounds that can happen to us as a child. Mm-hmm. And that is your emotional wounds. Your physical wounds, your wound of rejection, sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. molestation within the family, incest. Those are all things that when that happens to us as a child, it just cracks off. It kind of goes off by itself, but it's still there with Mm -hmm. us. So we've already become separated from who we were supposed to be. Even where we are now, we're fractured. Right. So if you think about it, Coming from that, why do we continue to struggle in certain areas of our life when God's desire is for us to prosper? Prosperity of our soul is the greatest blessing on earth because our soul charts the direction and destination of our lives. That's part of the material from our class. So we'll read bits and pieces here and there and just kind of kind of break it down. So our soul does chart. Yeah, We want to say, our conversion charts. Mm-hmm. Our conversion charts one thing, and that is heaven. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter how wounded our soul is, how, right. how unhealthy we are in our body, right? Right. We still are on our way to heaven. Exactly. If we've made an actual conversion, Christ is truly in our heart. We didn't just give lip service. That has happened. He knows that we are his, and we know that he is ours. We have this union together. Nothing else is going to affect that. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of other things between now and eternity. The dash. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. called life. life. Yes. Yeah. The, the dash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're born. We don't know when he's going to call us home or when our last day is going to be here. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of life going on here on earth. Right. That we're like, really? Is this really the abundant life? Mm-hmm. I know for myself, I thought that when I read that verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew about the enemies come to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. But... I'm like, I'm not living abundant life. Mm-hmm. I'm not living an abundant life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that I'll be in heaven someday. And right. I think so many of us as believers think, well, that's just because we live in the world that we do. You know, God is not reigning here now. He's allowing. This is the enemy's territory. Of course, we just live for eternity. Mm-hmm. But eternity can be a long mm-hmm. ways away. Yeah. And also, we're not living at what he's called us to do or Absolutely. to be or why he even created us. Exactly. You're shaking your head. What do you think? Yeah, Becky? no, yeah. I'm agreeing with all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the prayer as, as it is here, as it is in heaven, I mean, that's what God wants us to live, that abundant, thriving life, not getting by, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. How about you, Beth? Anything to add to it? Uh, no, I agree with everything that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a believer, um, if that's who I'm speaking to right now, mm-hmm. you know, you you almost start to be discouraged because it's like, how come I can't get victory here? You know, I know I, I read the scripture, you know, it says, you know, in John, as your soul prospers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I read it and I see it where you've called us to live a mm-hmm. life of abundance. And, mm-hmm. and and I'm not talking in, you know, the, the financial, that, that's not right. what this is about. But right. But like, you know, as our soul prospers, so do we. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so often we don't take the time, you know, driving here, you know, a little light comes on that says you need gas. 
we don't go, that's stupid. Huh. I mean, what, what do they know? Like, I'll get there. I'll be fine. And then we keep mm-hmm. driving. Then exactly. we're on the side of the road, and I give, Bethany, I ran out of gas. I mean, that's just foolish. But yet, sometimes with our emotions, instead of, you know, using them as a gauge mm-hmm. and saying, hey, we got something going on, mm-hmm. something's going on in my soul, we say, oh, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I just don't want to deal with that. Correct. Because it has to go to that deeper place. Let's go deep. So let's say the smoke detector goes off in the middle of the night. There's confusion. There's a lot going on in your house or nothing. You don't know where you're at or what's going on. I mean, I wouldn't think a wise person would go and just destroy that detector. Would you guys agree? I mean, that would just be foolish. Like, you wouldn't go, well, we need a good night's sleep. Someone go, you know, turn that thing off. Um, No more than you would, you know, cover it up or that you would unplug it and just go back to bed. I mean, that would be sheer foolishness. Um, and we certainly don't want to get used to that noise, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, so we don't want to get used to it, so we might try to silence silence that area. But here's what's going on. The detector is not alarming to hear. It's our own noise that is that we're being concerned with. So what, how mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is, so this detector is going off. There's noise going in through the house. Everybody's hearing it. Maybe you're the first responder and you hear it, right? Mm-hmm. What that's telling us is, not that there's a fault, not that, oh, there's a short, probably not. There probably is a fire, right? Mm-hmm. So that's telling us alarm, something's going on, something needs to be addressed. There's a fire going on, right? Mm-hmm. We, we right. would all pro- hopefully respond to that, even Correct. if we were deep sleepers. We don't check the detector. I don't run to the detector when it goes off. Get a ladder, go up and get check, a ladder check it and out. get out of there. <laughs> and right. then if nothing happens, I go back in and, and, check, and check that, right? But... I think the smoke detector is to the house as our emotions That's good. are yeah. to our soul. Mm-hmm. If you'll play along with me. Yeah, I like here. Um, they are a signal that God has given something. There's something wrong going off, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a faulty. Sometimes it is, but for the most part, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's nothing faulty going on. There's a signal going off, just like the analogy I used before. You know, there's up oh, something comes up on my dashboard. You know, I need oil. I need gas. I don't go. Mm, I know better than you. I don't know better than you. I need to get this fixed. Mm-hmm. So, um, it would again going back. If we want to go deeper, we need to address that. We need to address the screaming noise. We need to, you know, go back. What is going on here? What is causing all this? And um, you know, coming from a medical background, not me personally, but all the members of my family. You know, when when you go in to see that doctor or nurse or nurse practitioner or whomever the caregiver is, I mean, they're sometimes they're not really concerned like with your feelings, right? Like, well, right. you know, I feel so sad. No, they want to know, you know, what if something was broken? How can they address that? Right? Mm-hmm. They get to the root cause of those things, and and that because they know you'll feel better. They know you'll feel better. Do. Exactly, right. exactly. And and so many times, you know, we don't address, you know, the alarms going off, you know, we have the broken bone and, you know, we want to put a Band-Aid over it. And to me, those are, in my life, those are some really good signals that something's going on. I, I'm I'm trying to dis- disconnect the wire when the Lord is saying, the Holy Spirit is saying, Beth, there's something going on that you need to address. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, it's just noise. Or no, I don't need gas. So Right. I don't know, Bethany. That's just me. Are there things? How okay to our to our audience to our renovators? How would they know? What are some indicators for them that their soul is is has been traumatized or that it's been harmed? Or yeah, wounded? yeah, absolutely. So there's actually three indicators um, to tell if you're a healed or unhealed soul. Um, 
so when we're talking about this, I want you to really think about it. And if something sparks in you, like take ownership of it. So one of the first, the first indicators, which is a common one is reactions. So our reactions at any given um, time of us is our soul is it healed or not so that kind of tells us is it healed or not by how we react to circumstances so a healthy soul uh, let's just say a mature and godly um, soul it will respond how a godly action right mm-hmm. but an unhealthy soul will respond in a reaction way often almost like a child responding it's almost like the adult got taken over by a child and mm-hmm. you know chaos is happening i don't know if you ever saw it before but like Grocery store, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, at grocery store, getting something. I saw this mom talk to this little boy. Well, she started to, he was doing something. He was getting mad, and she just started yelling at the grocery, like in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, wait, you're, you're literally becoming like your five year old son right now. Like, that's not a normal mm-hmm. response, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. But how often do we do that right. and ignore it? Instead of dealing with it, be like, wait, why am I acting like my five-year-old? Mm-hmm. Um, and how about two with the reactions? Yeah. So the fire alarm goes off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would we be laying in bed saying, right. you know, I cannot believe nope. he left that soup on mm-hmm. all night long. Right. Yeah. You know what? Someone's going to take care of him. I'm not getting out of bed. Right. He's yeah. the one that did it. Yep. Right. I'm going to stay in bed and be cozy and yeah. comfortable. Right. It yeah. doesn't really your matter sometimes yeah. who, who was at fault, who is responsible. Somebody has to do something. Right. Would you say, you know, go get the kids yourself? You started this. It's all right. your fault. I'm getting out. Take care of the kids. Right. You know, we just wouldn't. No. Right. Yeah. We'd be like, oh, my gosh, pull together. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't pull together when there is traumas in the family. It's how do I not take the blame? It's you. You're the reason. And that all comes into play, mm-hmm. which lets us off the hook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to realize this is saving the life of our soul. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because in, honest, in all honesty, who wants to really stay alive for 50, 60, 70 years and be miserable? Mm, yeah. Not Say, but I'm still yeah. alive. Yeah. Still kicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus isn't done with me yet. Uh-uh. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Who wants to spend our time like that? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Versus saying it's, it's, it's no different. And so we have the opportunity. So Beth, what's, what's the next one? Well, I think decisions, for one. Okay. Um, the, you know, I mentioned earlier the decisions of our life determine the direction of our life. I mean, would you agree, like, if I made a poor decision right. on, um, I'm just going to use a spouse because I'm married, um, if, if I was in a bad season of my life, right, and hadn't dealt with some things and got into a relationship so he could fix me, mm-hmm. I know he's going to be Mr. Wonderful and he's going to take away all the things that I did or didn't receive, and he's going to be even better. Do you think I'm going to set myself up for some disappointment? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, it's, as Dr. Tetzola says, he says, an unhealthy soul that has been molested by life in childhood finds great difficulty in processing events through the conscious mind versus the subconscious mind. And we'll mm-hmm. talk later about the right. subconscious and the conscious, but making a godly decision can sometimes be very elusive when we're dealing with a wounded soul mm-hmm. because we know the rational thing to do. But like Bethany said, sometimes a hurt five-year-old shows up and yeah. starts taking over. Mm-hmm. And that part of us that has not been yielded or healed, healed yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So not only our reactions 
um, assigned, decisions are assigned. And Denise, I think we can address one more too. Yeah, we're going to go with choices. Like there's a lot of different ways, but these are kind of ones that we kind of pick to kind of narrow in on. Uh, So would we agree that the choices we make lead and govern the direction of our lives? Absolutely. If I choose to eat three pizzas, I'm going to probably be in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. That's just going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yes. I ate them and now there's going to be, it's going to take a direction in our life. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Or if I go out, you know, and I haven't, I'm not taking care of myself and I'm not getting rest and all these things and I get sick. Well, of course I did. Yeah. Because that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a consequence. So when a soul has been wounded and not healed, we lack the proper lens in which to view life, which greatly impairs our ability to make healthy choices. So when we're looking at it through a wounded soul, it's all skewed. Yeah. It's all skewed. Right? Yes. And that is what that's what happens to where we say, I don't really have choices. And we kind of talk about it, you know, in class a lot, mm-hmm. as I kinda use the verbiage a lot, is that when you're a child your parents take you on the crazy train. Mm-hmm. Wherever they go, you're going too because Correct. you don't have a say. Mm-hmm. You're in the back of the car. We're moving for the 12th time in a year. Okay. Correct. I mean, you're not saying, so wait, let's, let's pause and think about this. Is this really make, is this a good decision for our family? I mean, that's not what kids do, right? No, they don't right, have the no. capabilities. They're like, okay. They got the little suitcase dragging their stuffed animal down the, you know, yeah. down the, down the steps to the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wondering what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. But what we don't realize is, is that we, have the abilities to make choices, healthy choices, but until we have a healthy soul, that's not going to be possible. Correct. Not because we can't get it right, not because we're deficient, not because we're defective, not because there's something wrong with us. It's because the traumas that have happened to us have altered a lot of the brain chemistry. And we'll get in, we'll get into that too. But realizing that one of the most empowering ways to live is to say, I have a choice. Yeah, absolutely. How do we feel when we feel like we're being, we're being forced into something that someone's taken away our, our choice. We don't like it. We react, we get mm-hmm. angry, we manipulate, we um, become abusive ourselves back to them and say, well, take some of your own medicine. You know, that's what we do. We, mm-hmm. we react. Mm-hmm. That's what kids do. Yeah. Right. They don't yeah. want, they don't want to reason things out. They just want their way. Right. And they're mad that they're not getting their way. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters. Mm This will totally be cleared up once you see things my way. Mm -hmm. And that's how it's been a long time since my son was little, but that's, that's, that's that's the case. So (laughs) just a few things here. Um, So check it out. Your mind is the soul where thoughts become the seeds that create your future. So just think about these as we're going through them. These are kind of empowering ways in which you can think. Any thought left unchallenged in your mind is established as a fact. Mm -hmm. So if we never question, kind of like Beth was saying in the very first podcast, be curious. If you've always just said, this is how it is, how always will be. Everybody in our families like this. We all have struggled with this. No one has done this. It becomes a fact yeah. because no one's saying, well, it doesn't have to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm the first one. Exactly. Maybe I get to break the cycle. Absolutely. We talked about that Absolutely. a lot, breaking the cycle. You're the one at the head of the spear. If you never change your thoughts, it will be impossible for you to change your destiny and life because everything starts with a thought. You will always move in the direction of your next significant thought. So one, d- one thought leads to another thought leads to another thought. And many times you see at the end of the day, I start out with good intentions. Absolutely. Mm. 
How did it end here where we aren't speaking, where there's no dinner made, which is good for them because they don't deserve it anyway. (laughs) You know, whatever, you know, whatever we're going to say to ourselves, right? Your life today, this is a good one, guys. Your life today is the result of your thoughts of yesterday. It just keeps building and building. And we talk about in the scripture says building precept upon precept. You just keep building more and more of the same until we say, you know what? What are we doing? Enough is enough. Yeah. So we're going to end with a few things on here and then we're going to go into a part two, maybe a part three, two. We don't know. Um, But part (laughs) two for sure. Um, So identifying emotional wounds that create strongholds. So we want you to kind of think about this as we're ending today. Do you suffer from some of these? Um, Inner rawness. Irritability. We live in a state kind of like of like a rug burn. It's just constantly mm-hmm. under the skin all the time. We don't have good days. Little or no tolerance for any kind of stress. You're stressed at all and it immediately sends you to the roof over, over the top. Uh, feelings are always rising up. It's always coming up to the surface. We don't, we don't know how to keep them down anymore. Uh, overly sensitive about an event in your past. And you'll kind of know that mm-hmm. if you have the same emotions attached to an event in your past that it happened three, four, five, ten, twenty, for some of us, 30, 40 years, and someone mentions it and that same emotion, the intensity is there, you know you've uh-huh. got a soul wound. You just do. Yep. Um, it's hard to feel loved. You've got a lot of walls up. Not boundaries, but walls. Um, you don't get hurt uh, behind walls, but you also don't have love come through walls either. It's very hard to forgive. Uh, difficulty in seeing or hearing others complimented. A jealousy comes in and says, well, why should they get it? Why I should have had that. Uh, lashing out. We feel like we're helpless, and so we just react. Feelings of anger toward God, maybe. Um, self-hatred. What's wrong with me? So many of us despise ourselves. And the new makeup, the new dress, the new car, the new house, we just, we have a different look, but we still despise ourselves, right? That's how you know. So if any of that, if you're, you know, if any of this is like making sense to you, easily frustrated, perfectionism, we become very performance driven. Mm -hmm. Um, What what would you say you guys pick a couple of those that you would say, you know what, I've struggled with that in my life as we end this today, kind of let them know kind of where we've been just briefly here. Yeah, well, I think the need of external validation. I mean, for me, okay, feeling validated um, was a big part of just who I was and what I needed. And I think for me, that was a huge one. Definitely performing. Definitely okay. always performing to feel that love. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about you, Beth? Yeah, I think for me, um, definitely the um, perfectionism. If we have any uh, Enneagram enthusiasts out uh, here. Yes, how? we'll have to identify ourselves. Well, my, one yeah. wing, my, my wing is a one. Because uh, you are a nine. Because I am a nine. You're yes. like, why is a nine doing a podcast? <laughs> Nine's That's part of my healing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think some of that played into that perfectionism. but And I could justify it. You know, with the performance too, like, well, I'm just doing excellence before God. That's what God calls and us God to be. God calls excellent. us to be excellent. Yes. I could show mm-hmm. you every scripture in the word that says that. But the reality was I wasn't doing it <laughs> 
unto God. Right. I was doing it unto my almighty throne of Beth. And uh, it became an idol, you mm-hmm. know, and that performance, to, like you said too, Bethany, to, to, to be good, to seek. I loved the Lord. I wanted to do what was right, you know. So while it was done maybe out of a heart of a good heart, I would say it became very unhealthy. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when you don't get to the the acknowledgement or the kudos that you expected, then it's like, well, what's the matter with me? Right. And then rejection came and then that brought a little bit of isolation and then that mm-hmm. brought, well, I'm just okay by myself. Yeah. Next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me, myself and I are great yes. company. Right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think for me, lastly, uh, there were a lot of these that I struggled with. Um, quite honestly, I would think probably one of the biggest ones though was feelings always rising up. Uh, I went from being very passive, very loving as a child, thinking that's what Jesus calls us to do, to ending up being a very, very angry person uh, that had a very, very short fuse um, that would stuff it a lot, but then eventually it would just rear its head. And one thing I can say, if any of you guys out there, you know, struggle, struggle with anger, uh, what I realized was, and I had to look one day, say, you know what, you've become somebody you don't like yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't like who you've become. You don't like your tongue. You don't like that you can cut someone to the quick with your tongue. Um, you don't like it because mm-hmm. you, you know inside that's not who you were created right. to be. Yeah. But it was a way of survival of saying, I don't like what's happening. I've done it the loving way yeah. and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And now again, here we are. And we'll go into all of that. Like I said, there's going to be so many more episodes. Uh, but so we just wanted to kind of kind of leave you here with some things to think about so encourage you before next time you listen um, identify emotional wounds that have created strongholds Uh, the next time we meet uh, we're going to talk about what strongholds are and how they're erected and how we get rid of Mm -hmm. them and uh, it's going to be really good because again it's going to give you guys some tools just like it's given us some tools as we've kind of navigated this our own healing um, we're, we feel very happy and blessed and, um, it's a joy to come alongside of you and we're looking forward, uh, to more, more times together. So until next week, renovators, have a good week. Bye-bye.